want to live a high vibe life with radiant energy levels, juicy sexual vitality, and have great success manifesting abundance in your life. Welcome to the Sexual Kung Fu Podcast, where we dive deep into sexual mastery and how to use sexual energy to magnetize your ideal life. Welcome, everybody. Um, Another episode of uh, my live Thursday live doing Q&A session and uh, all of that. So we're going to get right to it. Uh, I'm Jonathan White. I'm here to help you master your sexual energy so you can manifest your ideal life. Uh, lots of good things going on. Uh, first of all, um, just finished up another round of the six week course, had a really amazing group, lots of transformations, lots of, uh, men, you know, having big breakthroughs in their life and a lot of different areas, not just sex, you know, uh, breakthroughs in their, uh, psychological patterns, their mental patterns, their beliefs, and learning the powerful tools that I teach in the course to increase their energy levels, to get high naturally, and of course, to cultivate powerful levels of sexual energy. So it was a, an honor bringing another group of men through the course, and I'll be opening up Multi-Orgasmic Man again in April. So uh, get on the wait list for that, and you'll you'll be the first to know when it opens up again. <clears throat> so before I get into the Q&A, let's talk about sex. Uh, sex is one of the most powerful things that we can experience as humans. You know, it's really our most, uh, our most primal desire. At the same time, in some ways, it's our most, uh, evolved desire on another level of sexual experience. You know, sex is much more than just reproduction, right? Every other animal on the planet only has a specific mating season. It's only a very short period of time in which it actually desires sex, but humans, uh, we desire sex 24/7. We're capable of of having sex 24/7. We don't. We're not limited to a season. And biologically, this doesn't make sense if it's just for the survival of our species. Sex is much deeper than just an urge to procreate. It's a deep spiritual drive coming into our bodies. It's this drive to connect, to create, to expand ourselves, to rebirth ourselves. Right. Uh, our bodies are in a constant state of sex. You know, our cells are having sex 24-7. They're reproducing themselves. So our body in itself is a sexual process. And when we get in resonance with that, when we learn to tap into our sexual nature and harmonize this force in our life, we can gain massive uh, balance, health, energy levels, fulfillment, right? But the problem is that, you know, for humans, sexuality has been somewhat hijacked, we could say, right? Most of us learn about sex through porn, uh, through, through you know, watching movies and things like that, which, which shows us a very limited, and again, this animalistic, very basic expression of sex. And that's what we think it's all about. You know, we watch porn, like, okay, I need to do what they're doing. You know, that's, that was me for the, you know, my teenage years and early 20s. And it, it, it programs us to experience this extremely limited uh, aspect of sex, which is about trying to take something from someone, trying to like take your pleasure from someone, you know, and men learn to only have ejaculatory orgasm type experiences through this, right? So it causes a lot of distortions. But um, when we evolve our sexual experience, we could say, right, to something much more than that, where it's no longer just about this animalistic, you know, I need to take some pleasure from someone where it becomes a deep connection. First of all, a connection with ourselves. You have to open up yourself on some level to get these deeper sexual experiences. You know, that's what sexual Kung Fu is all about is wiring our sexual energy or rather changing the flow and expression of our sexual energy simply as this, you know, for, for most men, uh, for most humans, sexual experience is simply this flow of energy out of the genitals. Men only experience uh, orgasm as an explosion of energy outward of their body. And this causes depletion of your life force over time. When you 
do the sexual Kung Fu practices to establish this upward flow of your sexual energy. It starts to connect with the rest of your body, the rest of your being. It starts to recycle internally. You don't lose the sexual charge you generate during sexual stimulation. And you start to experience a new uh, type of orgasm, one that's internal and is based on building energy, storing energy within your body. This is a completely different experience of sex and it completely changes you as a person. When you have this, you know, you, you go into sexual relationship with a partner based on connection, based on trust, emotional connection, spiritual connection, and, you know, physical connection as well. It takes everything to the next level. You start to circulate your energy together. You build this powerful, powerful sexual charge and you get into these full body states of orgasm that are they're better than any any drug you could take any anything you could you know it's better than sitting on your your screen looking at netflix for hours at a time right this is a completely different experience this is the ultimate uh the ultimate potential that sexual cultivation offers again is a a deepened connect a deeper connection to ourselves but also a amplification of our power our manifestation power because sexual is sexual energy is creative energy and uh it gives us the ability to heal ourselves to bond to whatever we want to, you know, to amplify and bond things in, in our lives that we want to, whatever you put your sexual energy into, you amplify it and you bond yourself to it. Right. So, um, so again, this is why this work is so important because sexual energy is so, so powerful, but the majority of humans on the planet right now are controlled by the, the lowest expressions of their sexual impulses and it's driving them to deplete themselves. So when people start doing this work and start to gain a connect, uh, a conscious connection to their sexual energy to use it harmoniously, then we're going to see a massive change on this planet. That's why I'm so passionate about doing this work. So who's with me? Let's do it. All right, guys, um, I'm going to answer your questions now. So go ahead and uh, type type your questions in the chat box. <clears throat> Grab a drink of water here. Also, I'm going to be, uh, I'm going to Florida next week, going on a little trip to Florida. I'll be there for about a week and a half, having a little getaway, a little vacation. So looking forward to that. Okay. Have I heard of aerokinesis, atmokinesis? Uh, no, I've not heard of that. Atmokinesis almost sounds like the ability to control weather or something like that. Is that what you're getting at? Okay, what would what would be my advice for practices to do if if you okay so you have an hour today to practice what should you do? Uh, it depends what your goals are. It depends what you're trying to accomplish. In general, uh, if you're trying to develop sexual mastery, overall energetic balance in your body, I rec with if you had an hour, I would recommend doing 20 minutes of qigong practice, uh, 20 or 20 minutes or more. Do a little stretching. Do a little like yoga practices. Open up the body. You know, spend 10 minutes doing that. Do. 10 minutes of breath work. You know, I've got a whole YouTube playlist on breath work practices and then do sitting meditation. So first of all, start with the Dantian building meditation. I've got that on YouTube. Uh, then start working with the microcosmic orbit once you have the Dantian established and you've got your hour, hour of practice. So you're doing Qigong, a little stretching, uh, breath work and sitting meditation. Okay, so these lives that I'm doing, uh, they are all archived on my YouTube channel. So if you go to my sexual Kung Fu YouTube, you can see all of my past live streams. So yes, they are archived. Is it possible for men to really achieve self-mastery without doing semen retention? Um, I mean, I, in, in my opinion, that's one of the biggest areas uh, of self-mastery. It's like how, if you can't control your basic sexual impulses, how can you control other things in your life, right? And when you accomplish this, when you're able to uh, let go of these old habits, these ingrained habits of sexual 
sexual patterns, which are often the most difficult thing to break, then there's really nothing you can't do. So I think it's an extremely important area to train in if you're interested in um, uh, self-mastery. What do you think about semen retention while taking steroids? Um, I don't know. I haven't really looked into it, but steroids can cause some serious damage to your endocrine system long-term and things like that. So maybe semen retention will help mitigate some of this. I really don't know. It's not something I've looked into. What do you think? Okay. What do I think of the use on normal guys of Viagra to improve sexual performance? So this is, you know, our pharmacolo pharmacological based society, you know, uh, the doctor gives you a pill for everything, you know, the, the treating the symptoms versus addressing the root causes, you know, our, all pharmaceuticals. Okay. One of the number one causes of death here in the United States is pharmaceutical drugs. It's a death cult, right? Uh, Western science or sorry, Western medicine is based on treating symptoms, right? Because in the early 1900s, I think it was the Rockefellers that created this, uh, kind of a law that any doctor who was practicing anything other than pharmacolo like anything other than prescribing people to drugs would lose their license. So holistic therapies basically became, you know, on some levels outlawed for a lot of mainstream practitioners, right? So it's a control system. Pharma the pharmaceutical drug, you know, the drug corporations are huge. They're massive, right? They control a lot of politics. And this is really playing out right now as well. Uh, but basically, I don't recommend taking Viagra. There's so many other ways to uh, improve your sexual health, right? You, again, when you take a pill, you're just treating a symptom and that there's so many other side effects like Viagra can cause some serious issues to your body it can cause damage. So I don't recommend it personally. Is it possible to make a self healing ball with life force chi or some powerful energy? Uh, I mean, when you're, you know, doing energetic practices, yes, you can use the energy to heal yourself, right? Uh, as far as like, you know, making chi balls and things like that, um, this is something you can only do when you have skill and practice and cultivating. When you build the Don Tian, the lower Don Tian building practice, I have a video of it on YouTube, then you basically build this constant, it's not exactly chi balls, it's this storage center in your lower Don Tian, right? Which, I mean, it does, it is spherically shaped. So on some levels, on some levels, that is what's happening. So when you do cultivate your energy, yes, you can use it to heal yourself. It dramatically improves your health and your energy levels. <clears throat> okay, does, does semen retention have any effect on non-physical states of consciousness, dreams, out-of-body experiences, astral experiences, and if so, why? Uh, okay, so does semen retention affect like your astral experiences, your ability to lucid dream and things like this? Uh, Yes and no. It's, it's probably not going to have a major profound effect. Like it's not like if you start practicing senior retention, all of a sudden you're able to astral project effortlessly and things like that. Right. Um, I was really big into lucid dreaming and astral projection in my early twenties. I got, I got pretty good at it. Right. I don't do it much anymore just because I'm busy with other things, but I was ejaculating every day and, and was doing these things perfectly well. So, uh, I would say the way it can help is that retaining your semen, balancing your sexual energy, it improves your hormone levels, your, your physiological processes. You're, you're able to, to think more clearly, you have more energy. So in this aspect, it can enhance these types of practices, but it's not gonna do it for you, right? You still have to practice these things. The other question is, if you had to pick just one habit when you get a bad urge to offset, I think you're asking like one thing to do when you have the urge to do something that's not beneficial for you, what should you do instead? For me, it would be like 
um, practicing Qigong or physical exercise, right? Doing something active that makes me feel good, uh, that makes me feel like I've accomplished something, gets the qi flowing in my body. <clears throat> okay, I'm on semen retention of day 15. So much pressure. What was the best way to get to let go? So it's, I'm guessing you're saying that you're you're starting semen retention on day 15. You're having a lot of like sexual pressure that you're feeling that that sexual drive and the impulses to uh, ejaculate or something like that. I think that's what you're asking. So uh, again, I don't recommend doing semen retention unless you're having an energetic practice. You have to keep that energy moving, right? So follow my Dantian building meditation, and once you you know, work with that and the microcosmic orbit meditation. You can also do the testicle breathing, which is directly channeling the sexual energy through your body. That's essential if you're practicing seam retention. Otherwise, yeah, you just become a pressure cooker down there and, you know, it's it's going to explode at some point. How do I think cannabis affects masculinity and testosterone? Uh, yeah, interesting question. Cannabis, when you're, I've, I've, I've looked into this, you know, uh, somewhat myself. I used to be a, a daily cannabis user, you know, in my early 20s. Um, the thing with cannabis marijuana is that when you have it, it actually boosts your testosterone a bit when you're high. But as it as you come down, as it wears off, it prolactin is released into your body, basically, which suppresses your testosterone levels. So uh, that's why the day after you feel brain fog, you feel unmotivated. That's why, you know, just in general, when you have weed every day, you just, you're, you're a bit foggy minded, right? I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but it's been my experience with it, right? So it does, uh, you know, if you're using it like on occasion, if you're having cannabis on occasion, it's not a big deal. But if you do it every single day, it starts to disrupt your androgen receptors. It starts to disrupt your endocrine system and you're going to feel uh, low sex drive. You might have erection issues, uh, premature ejaculation. It really has a negative effect on your sexual functions if you're having it every day and which is going to affect your, your masculinity as well. But on the other hand, if you are excessively young, if you're overstimulated all the time, overworking, you don't sleep enough, you can't chill out, then maybe a little bit of cannabis could help you chill out, right? So it's, 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 again, it's like, what is going to balance you and will work for you in general, if you're having something every single day, like a psychoactive substance, it's usually an addiction and it's, you know, causing you problems. But if you have like a healthy relationship and you know, everything in moderation, then it's not a big deal. And, and on Instagram saying, finally stop smoking weed after 16 days of daily smoking feels great. Yeah. So when you remove an unhealthy pattern from your life, you have so much more clarity and balance. What do I think of crystals such as quartz and shungite? Yeah. I mean, I love crystals. I've got, <laughs> I've got a Lemurian quartz right here. I've got an amethyst right here. Uh, I've got this Arkansas quartz cr cluster I got in Sedona. I've got this uh, organite pyramid I made. So yeah, I love crystals. Crystals are amazing. Uh, crystals hold information. Our technology is crystal based. Computer chips are made out of quartz. They hold information, right? And, and this was understood in ancient civilizations. Lemuria and Atlantis had very, very advanced crystal technology. And so yeah, crystals are amplifiers. Uh, they hold information. They're very powerful to work with. So yeah, I love crystals. Foods to increase testosterone. Uh, you want to get plenty of zinc, also magnesium, selenium, um, boron. These are really, really important minerals.
for hormonal development for testosterone. Really high in these oysters as well, but you have to be careful of the ocean. The oceans are super dirty, you know, at this point in time, but oysters are high in zinc. Um, black sesame seeds are amazing. They're loaded with zinc, copper, I think magnesium as well. Hemp seeds, tons of magnesium, tons of, of copper. Um, selenium, Brazil nuts. One Brazil nut has all the selenium you need for a day. So those are amazing. Also vitamin D is super important. Get sunlight if you can. Uh, if you can't, you know, it's winter where I am right now. I can't get a ton of sunlight. So vitamin D3, take that every day. Um, those are some good foods for building testosterone. Also taking uh, pine pollen. Pine pollen is awesome. Tomcat, Ali, uh, Tribulus, these things all help boost your testosterone levels. Uh, I'm not selling Organite. Uh, I just make a few here and there for myself. I can't make them right now. It's too cold. You have to, uh, I can only work with the, uh, I forget what they're called. The, uh, the resin, the epoxy, the, the resin that I use to make Organite. I can only work with it when it's like 70 degrees and it's pretty cold in my garage right now. So, um, yeah, not selling it, but uh, my friend, I have a friend in Sedona, uh, team light store.teamlight.com. He makes amazing Organite stuff i've got uh i'm sleeping in a, a a 10 foot pyramid around my bed that i got from him it's pretty awesome <clears throat> yeah shield is great as well i'm on semen retention now how do you remove the anxiety around sex when beginning your semen retention practice well you have to practice your ejaculation control take my ejaculation control course it's free it's uh, there's a link in my instagram bio there's a link in all my youtube videos study those practices practice them you have to practice lasting longer in sex. And once you do this, you know, you practice with yourself and then you start to develop your confidence You say, okay, I can start to prolong and control my arousal and it, it builds your confidence and you can implement that during sex. It's something you have to train in, right? This is why it's sexual Kung Fu. Kung Fu is a skill. It's a discipline that you attain by daily training and discipline. So yeah, train. And if you want to go deeper, take my six week course, multi-orgasmic man, I teach all about how to uh, last for hours in bed, control your ejaculation while having non-ejaculatory orgasms. <clears throat> and I just made a video on uh, overcoming sexual anxiety. It's on my YouTube channel. You can check that out. I relapsed. I don't like the word relapse. Um, you ejaculated a few days ago and it came out yellow. Is that normal? Uh, semen color will vary. If you're worried about it, talk to, you know, uh, a physician. Do you get non-fluoride water from Whole Foods? I have a pretty in-depth water filtration system. It's like I have a three-step filter and then I have a water ionizer. Uh, so my water is pretty clean. So yeah, don't drink, don't get fluoride-free water, get unchlorinated water. Fluoride calcifies in your pineal gland, it attracts aluminum, builds up aluminum in your pineal gland. Uh, fluoride's a neurotoxin and they're dumping it in our water, right? Uh, chlorine as well, chlorine causes, um, I believe it's Parkinson's, so don't, you know, don't put these things in your body. What causes premature ejaculation and how to reverse it? Um, I have a whole playlist on my YouTube channel of premature ejaculation uh, videos about this, but basically the most common cause of premature ejaculation for men is too much tension in the body because ejaculation is basically a tension response. When it's it's a function of your sympathetic nervous system, the fight or flight response. And most people in the world right now are overly stressed they're, you know, on edge every day. They're in anxiety, not getting enough sleep, running on caffeine, you know, watching the news every day, putting yourself in fight or flight mode. 
and they're on edge. So of course, if you're in this, you're already in this fight or flight state, when you go to start having sex, you're going to explode immediately. So the key is to remove the tension from your body, your mind, and, you know, remove stress from your life. That's, you know, number one. Um, and as far as practical exercises, take my ejaculation control course. Again, it's for free. It's in my uh, Instagram bio. It's on my YouTube videos. Um, you'll learn how to last longer. Basically the most important thing is being able to control your breathing during sex because your breath, uh, your nervous system state, your body and your mind, you know, these things are all connected. So you have to be able to control your mind and your body during sex. And this takes training. Thoughts on TRT with HZC? Are you saying testosterone replacement therapy with, do you mean human growth? I'm not sure what HCG is. Uh, but if, you know, I, so testosterone replacing therapy, if you're doing senior retention and energy cultivation, you have to be careful because you may build up too much young energy. You know, if you're under like the supervision of a, you know, a physician or a naturopath who's recommending this, then that's great. But if you're just kind of doing this on your own, be careful because when you practice retention, you already start to build up testosterone. When you're doing energy cultivation on top of this, you're building up this, you know, young energy. So, you know, if you start to feel overly, uh, if you're, if you have insomnia, you have a lot of heat in your body, you're too stimulated basically, then, you know, you want to balance yourself out. So be careful with this stuff. Is activating your crown chakra enough to stop urges on semen retention? No, because just because you've activated your crown chakra doesn't mean that you've integrated your sexual nature. You know, um, my, my first, first several years of, of doing internal practice, I was all focusing on the higher centers, opening up the crown, opening up the third eye. It got me incredibly ungrounded and I was still watching porn every day. You have to work directly with the lower centers of the body. You have to work with your sexual energy. You know, you can't just ignore it. You can't just be like, I'm just going to ignore this lower stuff down here. It's going to get your attention eventually. So the key is to connect the sexual center with the higher centers by practicing the microcosmic orbit, by practicing testicle breathing. And then you start to achieve this upward flow of your sexual energy, which will connect the lower centers of the body with the upper centers. And you become a little more integrated, no longer driven by animalistic urges. Can you practice solo with pornography? I don't recommend using pornography. Um, it is really, really hard to get into your body, to focus on your body when you're you know, watching porn because it really pulls your attention. It overstimulates your, your mind and your body. You know, I experimented this at the beginning. I was like, well, I'm not ejaculating anymore. Maybe I can watch porn to get you know, aroused to practice my self-cultivation. And it just, it doesn't work very well. It put me like right away to the point of no return. It's just overstimulating. It causes this weird heat in my body, my mind. And like, it's just, I don't recommend watching porn basically. You know, you can try it if you really want, but I don't recommend it. It's diff again, it's difficult to connect with your body when you're looking at porn, which is very overstimulating. Have you heard of the herb, the herb? Haritake, is it good for decalcifying the pineal gland? Yeah, that's one of, I, I'm pretty sure that's one of the three herbs in uh, Trifala, Trifala, which is an Ayurvedic herb blend. I've heard it helps decalcify the pineal gland. It's I, I take it often. Uh, blue skate liver oil is good for detoxing fluoride from the body. Um, cilantro helps remove heavy metals. Um, zeolite. 
the Romans actually lined the aquifers in ancient Rome with zeolite because it purifies water basically. And it removes heavy metals and things like that. Um, tamarind, like tamarind powder, tamarind juice, and obviously don't put any more fluoride in your body. <clears throat> sun gazing, sun gazing is amazing as well. Focus on your pineal gland as you're sun gazing in the, in the morning and the evening helps to activate the pineal gland. Remove that calcification. I got. I was in Sedona last month. My friend had a, a Tesla machine, and he zapped my <laughs> zapped my pineal gland with it. It was pretty crazy to clean it up. <clears throat> Do you think reality is a simulation, or rather than digital, is it more mystical, spiritual in nature? Well, it's <laughs> it's definitely a simulation. Uh, it's mystical and spiritual if you make it so. But yes, we are living in a simulation. Everything's an illusion. Everything that we perceive is you know we're perceiving energy fields. And much as our computer, you know, all the internet, everything that's on the internet, it's literally floating through the air around us through, you know, Wi-Fi. It's, <clears throat> it's in the air and our computers, you know, the, their senses, so to speak, they take this, these energetic information and they transmit it on the computer screen. And now it's arranged as like websites and videos and things like that. This is exactly what our bodies do with what we call reality. We're swimming in the sea of energy, but our senses, uh, pick up this information and transmit it into our ways and we perceive the external world. But we're, what we're perceiving is only like 1% of what's actually out there. The brain filters out the majority of information it picks up. Um, and we are our senses. We can only see like 1% of the light spectrum. We can only hear a small percentage of the audio spectrum. So like, yes, everything is a simulation and our beliefs affect our reality. Quantum physics shows this when you, when particles are being observed, they act differently, you know, but you can find the spirituality within this, within yourself, right? It's, 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 it comes down to why, why are you here? What are you doing? What are you cultivating in your life? <clears throat> Do you believe that there is negative energy such as fear stored in the meat? We consume meat. We also consume that kind of energy. There's definitely some truth to this. You know, when you're eating meat, that's, you know, extremely animals that were tortured, living in tiny cages their whole lives. That's why I don't eat, you know, this, these kinds of animal products. <clears throat> then yeah, you're absorbing that, you know, the fear hormones that are secreted when they die and things like that. So, um, be, you know, eat quality foods that were, if you're going to eat animal products, eat humanely raised animal products, you know, charge your food. You, you put your hands over your food and feel gratitude for the food, right? You think about how much work went into growing, you know, all the plants or whatever that you're eating. Think about that. Just feel gratitude for it. Put your hands over it. Connects all of your energy channels to that food. It kind of uh, aligns and tunes it to your body's frequency. You know, you can bless the food, whatever, <clears throat> and you do that. And uh, so I would recommend doing that before you eat, basically. Can women sense young energies? That why they stare, they start staring at you when on long streaks. Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> the more you build your sexual energy, the more you as a man, you, you step really step in this masculine polarity, and the opposite spectrum is going to be more magnetically drawn to you. That's why there's this phenomenon of increased attraction when you practice semen retention. <clears throat> what do I do to my hair? I just put my hair product in it. That's all I do, um, which I make with beeswax, coconut oil, and bentonite clay.
What's the best thing to do instead of porn? What should your thoughts look like? So as far as, as like solo cultivation, you're trying to get aroused without porn. Obviously, there's a bit of a process of kind of rewiring your brain because when you're used to watching porn, you're so overstimulated and it actually is harder to get yourself aroused in a more organic way. So it just takes some time, you know, to undo that. So limit the dopamine releasing activities that you do as this rewiring takes place. And then as far as, you know, beyond that point, you can use a bit of fantasy. Uh, but overall, you want to gain a connection to your body where simply the sensations of sexual stimulation is enough to get you aroused, things like that. Have I tried sun-charged water, where you put water in a glass and leave it in the sun for a few hours? Yes, uh, I do that a lot in the summer. Um, also, uh, the sun, sunlight can purify water because it has ultraviolet light, which kills bacteria, kills viruses. Yeah, sun charging up with the frequency of that sun, structure the water with that sun energy. <clears throat> What's the difference between a, prost a prostatic orgasm and a full body one? Or just the same sensation in a different way. Uh, you know, there's there's many different types of orgasms that men can experience. Prostate orgasms, where we're an orgasm just from prostate stimulation alone, it can be one of the most inten intense orgasms you can have. You know, uh, these have been some of my most intense experiences. But full body orgasms, like the more valley type of orgasm, uh, it's it can be similar, but it's also different. You know, it's it's just a different energetic experience for me personally. What actually happens to the S if it doesn't come out? Talking about semen, if it doesn't come out when you ejaculate, if it doesn't come out, then it stays in your testicles and eventually the body reabsorbs it. Last week I started to circulate my energy. I can feel a soft sensation up to my brain and then down to my low stomach, but I couldn't feel anything like, like an or. I'm, am I doing something wrong? I'm not sure what the last part of that question was, but uh, you're not doing anything wrong. Just keep working with it. You know, this stuff doesn't happen overnight. The practices, the Qigong, the meditation, it's something you develop over days, months, years of training, you know, and just keep doing it. He doesn't exist. I don't see any of your questions. Uh, sometimes questions don't show up on YouTube for whatever reason, so I'm not ignoring it. You can just try typing it in again. Any thoughts on foods affecting frequency, starting to become a fruitarian, like starting with juice fasting and fruits? Uh, yeah, foods affect your frequency. You know, um, everything is energy and vibration. What you what you put in your body is what your body builds itself out of. So what are you putting in? You know, be really careful with the fruitarian thing. I, uh, you know, these kind of extreme diets can lead to serious imbalances over time. You know, um, grounding foods are very, very important, especially if you're someone, if you're someone who is, you know, uh, tends to have a lot of energy running. Like for me, I'm very airy by nature, kind of like up in my head, you know, it used to be a lot in that regards in the past. And when I was doing like super, super skinny I, and I'm six foot one, so I was like a string bean, right? Was not good for me. I started eating more grounding foods, more, you know, fats, protein, some animal products and things like that. And I felt so much more better, much more grounded, uh, much more energized overall, you know, it, you have to be really careful about diet because it really easily becomes kind of a religion for people, right? Where they're, they're, they're eating a diet that's actually terrible for their body type, but because they heard this information, you know, like, Oh, everything else is toxic. You know, it's going to lower your vibration. You're eating from your brain. You're eating from your mind versus what your body actually needs. When you listen, you learn to listen to what your body needs. 
you know, you can use kinesiology, body, uh, muscle testing to find out what foods are actually good for you. Your specific body type, our, all of our genes are different. There's no single diet that works for everyone. So it's important you learn to listen to your body and what it truly needs versus just like, I think this is what it needs, you know, because you can really do a lot of harm to yourself by going in these extreme diets, which don't work for everyone. Uh, the fluoride that removes, or sorry, the oil that removes fluoride from the body, uh, blue skate liver oil. Um, the brand that I get, I think it's blue ice or something like that. Skate liver oil. Yeah. It, it, it removes fluoride from your body. <clears throat> Is it dangerous to store, to store the, the S, the semen, I guess you're saying, is it dangerous to store the semen in testicles? <clears throat> I Googled it and a bunch of the answers freaked me out. I mean, this is where sperm is stored. You know, the, the, the body always has sperm in the testicles. Even if you're ejaculating every day, there's a certain amount of sperm that is there. So I don't understand what your point is. Um, no, it's not dangerous to store semen in the testicles. Where else are you gonna store it? <laughs> it's where the semen is stored. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Goji berry. What about goji berries? Uh, goji berries are fantastic. Yeah, they're another super food. Uh, super gene booster. Lots of minerals, nutrients. What does your meditation practice look like? Uh, I meditate for... Uh, anywhere from 40 minutes to an hour every morning. Sometimes I do an evening meditation as well. For me, it starts with mind fasting practice, the Taoists call it, where you just <clears throat> remove your thoughts. You stop thinking, basically. I have a video of this on my YouTube channel, how to meditate. Um, so you, you, we always have these thoughts going in our mind. And so for the first five to 10 minutes of my practice, I just stop, try to, try to stop thinking, basically, right? Like these little seeds of thoughts pop up Usually we focus on those and they start to grow and then we go on this thought loop. But when those pop up, you just ignore them, just go into this deep kind of stillness. And then from there, I do a breath sinking practice where I follow my breath, just observing at different levels until it sinks down into my lower dantian. I do some lower dantian work and uh, there's a lot of different meditation practices I work with. I do like internal alchemical, like nadon practices where you're you know refining the energies of the body and things like that. A lot of Dantian work. Sometimes I work with the upper Dantian. So there's a lot of different practices, basically, right? If you want to learn more about uh, these kinds of practices, check out my Immortal Energy Arts Online Academy, immortalenergyarts.com. I teach these more. It's, it's, it's a very in-depth structured training in internal energy cultivation, meditation, Qigong, Tai Chi. The machine, yeah, yeah, it was a Tesla machine that my friend cooked my pineal gland with. Uh, it's not really a common thing. You know, Nikola Tesla, who basically invented free energy, uh, he he uh, invented, you know, the Tesla coil, the specific kind of geometrical shape and uh, a certain type of energy current as well, which can actually heal your body. You know, Tesla was creating healing machines. He would have completely revolutionized the world. We would have free energy, free, uh, amazing medical technology, but you know, the, the pharmacological giants, the big brother suppressed all of his work, took all of his patents and we get pharma pharmaceutical drugs and 1800s technology for our cars and, 
and uh, spaceships and things, right? So, uh, yeah, Tesla machine. Uh, there's a guy who makes them, apparently. I don't know. You can Google it and see what you can find. <clears throat> okay, after stimulation. Okay, so when you have sexual stimulation, the semen doesn't come out. It, yeah, it's, it stays in your balls. Um, it's not a big deal. The thing is that you have to remove all of that pressure, that arousal that builds up, right? That's the key. Because if you don't do that yet, yeah, you're going to have blue balls. It's not going to kill you. Like you're not going to, you know, you can't, I don't, I don't think you can die from sexual stimulation without ejaculating at the end, but you have to relieve that sexual pressure. And that's what you do with the sexual Kung Fu practices with testicle breathing, with power locks, you draw the arousal out of the genitals. So it relieves that, you know, intense pressure and arousal. You bring it upward in the body you can bring it through the microcosmic orbit, bring it up to the Dantian and store it there. And you know, you can massage your testicles a little bit. Again, I've been doing this for years, no issues. It feels amazing. It's incredible for your energy levels. Any thoughts on meditating with pineal gland stimulation, binaural beats? Yeah. I mean, you can try it. Binaural beats are a good tool. Will it, Will it actually really, you know, affect your pineal gland? It's, it's difficult to say, but uh, they, they, they can make for good brain state training, right? Because when you can get into the deep theta levels during your meditation, you get a lot deeper, right? If you can get to delta, you're a real master. Um, so yeah, binaural beats can be a good training tool, but you don't want to rely on them, right? Uh, they, they can be a nice tool for learning how to get into these deeper states of meditation, though. <clears throat> Is the course open yet? Uh, the, the next round of the course will be opening in April. So again, sign up for the wait list and you'll be the first to know when it opens. Do you think there's any validity to the belief that sex outside of marriage is wrong? I mean, looking at our society, it seems like it has led to degeneracy and a loss of gene energy perversion. Uh, I, I don't believe that sex outside of marriage is inherently right or wrong, you know, um, based on issue of morality, it's, we, we all have our own path to choose. We live in this amazing world where we can have all kinds of beliefs. We can express what we want to express, live the life we want to live. And, you know, it's not in my place to say what's right or wrong for other people to do. Right. I think we can agree that like, if something, uh, is, is, uh, affecting someone else's free will, if something's hurting someone else, then it's probably wrong. You know, or at least not beneficial to everyone, right? So, you know, sex outside of marriage, uh, marriage, you know, the whole marriage thing, it's, it's often a very religious kind of dogmatic thing here. It's like, you know, you have to be with this one person for the rest of your life. And even if you start to hate them, you have to stay with them. Like, I don't know, it can be a control system in, in and of itself. For me, it's like, I believe that sex should be based on a connection with someone, you know, because when you have sex with someone, it's a deep exchange on many different levels. You're exchanging all kinds of information. Uh, you're exchanging your karma, your energies together. So you're absorbing all that person's stuff, right? So yes, if you sleep with a lot of different people who you don't have, you know, any deep feelings for it, you're probably going to be taking a lot of baggage and have to process this yourself, you know, but again, for me, it's not an issue of morality. I don't think that's particularly why there's degeneracy in our society. I think there's a lot of other issues at play here, but you know, it's again, it's for anyone to choose. If you want to, 
Uh, if you want to wait till you're married to have sex with someone, that's great. If that works for you, that's fine. But if you, you know, simply want to be in the now, connect with someone, not need to like put titles and you know expectations on it, you know, it's whatever. Okay, so if I don't feel blue balls, does that mean the circulation was successful because I don't really feel the energy moving while I do the microcosmic orbit? Yeah, if you don't have blue balls afterwards, then yes, you've, you've probably successful, or, or if you're able to move that pressure out, you don't feel like excessive arousal, you don't feel a lot of pressure in your genitals, then yes, you've moved the energy. As far as not feeling the microcosmic orbit, this is something that takes time and practice. The first time you do the microcosmic orbit, you probably won't feel anything. Uh, what you really want to do is build the Don Tien first because this is your battery of energy. If you're working with microcosmic orbit without having established a Don Tien center, then you don't really have much to move through the Don to, through the orbit, and yeah, you're not going to feel much. So start with a Don Tien building practice. Again, I have a uh, my video is called Don Tien breathing on YouTube. That's a really great practice to start building the Don Tien. Then you'll have something to work with through the microcosmic orbit. <clears throat> The ring of God, yeah. So they make these uh, ring things that you can wear around your balls, basically. It's got zinc and copper and uh, I believe neodymium magnets as well. Because it's been shown that zinc and copper really improves circulation in your body. Uh, it, it helps with all kinds of ailments. And the theory is that it helps improve circulation, like hormonal production in your genitals. So yeah, you can check these out. Does recirculating your sexual energy make you less horny and prevent you from chasing women? Emphasis on the chasing. Yeah, overall, once you start transmuting your sexual energy, putting it into other things, uh, you will gradually be less controlled by your animalistic impulses. Yes, I mean, you, you may still have a degree of horniness of sexual desire, which is kind of a sign of healthy vitality, right? But the... <clears throat> when it no longer becomes something that controls you, it becomes something that you can put to work, like you feel arousal instead of like, oh, I need to go jerk off and release this from my body. It's like, oh, I feel arousal. Okay, let's move it through the orbit. Let's capture that energy and then put it into something creative, put it into, you know, whatever you're doing. <clears throat> Have I ever had a psychedelic experience? <laughs> yeah, uh, I used to love magic mushrooms and uh, psychedelics when I was in my early 20s, um, which really, you know, I had a kundalini awakening my first First time I took psilocybin mushrooms, it was just life-changing experience. Um, never really got that again through the psychedelics. I kept trying to get back to that experience, you know, like, oh, I need to take more mushrooms. I need to double the dose. And I just went through like hellish experiences. Um, so yeah, I've, I've experimented with the psychedelics. Don't do it anymore now. <clears throat> awesome, thanks, Solaire. Do you feel like your practices naturally lead you to not seeing things in terms of right or wrong, <clears throat> morally, not judging and such? I mean, overall, yeah, when you have a spiritual practice, it depends. You know, some people get very, very dogmatic 
depending what their practice is. But for me, it's just like, you know, having, I, I think it's just, I mean, more of a, a natural part of my being in some way, because, you know, I went through conflicts in my life. I went through a lot of different things and I practice internal alchemy, which is an acceleration of your personal evolution. And what's led me to see is like, you know, we're all basically the same. We're all here for this. You know, we all want to be happy. We all just want to, you know, find balance in our lives. Right. <clears throat> but a lot of us have these deeper underlying unconscious patterns, these fears, you know, things that we project on others, you know, uh, a big one is is being stuck in the lower centers of the body, that survival mode. There's not enough resources I need to take. I need to fight other people so that I have enough and things like that. You know, all this conflict stuff. And definitely doing spiritual work helps you get out of this. So you see like, hey, we're all here together. We can either fight each other like a bunch of kindergartners or we can, you know, treat others the way we want to be treated, right? I mean, it's supposed to be the golden rule, right? Even though a lot of wars, a lot of religions still wage wars and things like that. Um, yeah, it's it's... You know, I, I think there's a lot of factors to it. <clears throat> How to stop retrograde ejaculation. When I'm about to reach the point of no return, I squeeze the PC muscle and have a dry orgasm. But when I go pee, it's foamy, has sperm-like substances. So yeah, retrograde ejaculation, the technique of squeezing through an ejaculation doesn't work terribly well. Usually, yeah, you have a retrograde ejaculation, like you said. If you're trying to experience this type of orgasm, which I, it's it's not the type of orgasm I'm talking about. It's very limited what you can do with the, the genital-based orgasm where you hit the point of no return. But if, you, if you're playing with this, what you can do is, again, slow down the stimulation when you're close to that point of no return, and then you just barely hit it, completely stop stimulating, like kind of empty your mind, you can either relax your body completely or you can squeeze the muscles like you're doing. And when your PC muscles strong or your, your BC PC muscles are strong, then you may have this weak genital based orgasm, which lasts for a few seconds. And again, it's not very impressive. What I'm, what I'm teaching more about is this energetic full body uh, valley orgasm, which is di very different than an ejaculatory orgasm. <clears throat> After my first full body orgasm without ejaculation, I've been unable to have full body orgasm without simultaneous ejaculation tips. I mean, you just have to keep practicing. You know, it's it's not like, uh, again, it's, it's Kung Fu, it's a discipline, it's a skill. You get it once and then it's like, oh, I can't, I, I'm not able to get it now, right? So you have to keep practicing and eventually you'll be able to sustain this and get deeper into it. <clears throat> but make sure you're relaxed, you know, make sure that, you, you know, tension in the body is a big factor that causes ejaculation tips for lasting longer <clears throat> learn to relax your body and your mind during sex an easy way to do this is deep breathing focus on things other than this the things that are exciting you during sex this is what pushes you over the edges like excitement builds and builds you start focusing on you know your partner's body what it looks like this this the sexual sites you start focusing on the feelings in your penis and by focusing on it, you're feeding that excitement. So focus on something else. Focus on your breathing. Make some noise. Hmm. You know, vibrate that energy. Move it through your body. Focus on the top of your head. Try that. You know, as as you're uh, 
getting really excited, just focus on other body parts and like one pointedly hold your focus there. And you'll be surprised at how that helps when you, when you practice this, right? So increasing body awareness is big. Something uh, you can also do if you're, you know, it's, it's like this, they're like, think of, you know, your grandma or something like that. You know, when you're <laughs> trying to avoid ejaculation, uh, think, uh, try, try to, uh, try to do mathematical calculations in your mind you see that helps right <laughs> but that can kind of disconnect you from your body but you know also uh take my free ejaculation control course <clears throat> what kind of jelking exercises can you say it works okay jelking basically I've kind of changed my stance on jelking a little bit because after studying this, you know, in the function of the penis, jelking uh, too forcefully can actually damage your your blood vessels because the okay. So here's a penis, right? <laughs> the bottom of the penis, how blood flows in the penis is it flows in inwards into the penis through here, the the spongiosum, and it it flows out on the top of the penis. The I believe it's the dorsal veins, right? So when you're jelking, you're shoving blood in directions it's not meant to go. So what I recommend is only working with the spongiosum of the penis. So you're doing your jelk, lighten your grip a bit so that it's not putting pressure on the top of the penis and just put pressure on the bottom of the penis. So do this for you know, 10, 20 minutes and you're basically increasing, you're flooding the penis with blood and it will increase the development of the blood vessels. So do that three days a week, You know, take one or two days off in between, do that for 10, 20 minutes at a time and you will start to develop your blood vessels and your penis leading to healthier erections. <clears throat> Do you feel that some animal products can keep you from growing spiritually or sexually? Yeah, I mean, if you're eating, you know, a lot of toxic animal products, like, you know, animals that were raised in, in tiny cages, you know, that are unhappy, they're tortured, they're fed hormones, this stuff's gonna mess with your body, uh, cause health issues, you know, and, which sure will affect your your spiritual path and your sexual health, right? So, don't eat these you know low quality animal products that were raised in torture situations, right? If you're going to eat animal products, eat high quality, free range, you know, pasture raised, humanely raised animal products. Do you think your psychedelic experience helped shape who you are today? Definitely. Like I said, I had a powerful Kundalini awakening the first time I did psilocybin mushrooms. Completely changed the course of my life. Got me interested in spirituality. Got me into yoga, meditation, um, you know, all the hippie stuff at the time, right? And uh, and what it really led me to was to, re, to get back into the state I was in. Because it was this absolute phenomenal state of like oneness with the universe. It, it's hard to explain. It was amazingly powerful. And I remember feeling like, oh, this is what it's like to die, you know, to let go of all these conditioning, all these beliefs, these limitations, these fears, and just be like at one, just completely free. I'm like, death isn't going to be bad at all. So, you know, it changed a lot of things. And then I, I, again, I was trying to get back to that experience. I was like, okay, I need to take psilocybin mushrooms again. And it didn't work. I just had horrifying experiences. Uh, I had some other, you know, glowing experiences, but overall I realized, okay, this isn't really how to do it. I can't keep taking the drugs, right? So that's what really made me pursue meditation, you know, yoga, qigong, so that I could start to get back into those states in a natural way. And, 
you know, I've been able to do that with my practice. That's why I'm so interested in energy cultivation primarily now, you know, I don't do the, the, the substance thing really these days. What would consuming your own semen do like spiritually? I mean, you're just re-consuming that energy. So spiritually, I mean, I don't know how, you know, whatever spiritual quality of the, the semen there is, you're absorbing that back into your body energetically. So you're absorbing your own energy, uh, reabsorbing those nutrients. So, you know, it's, it's fine if you want to do that. What is my opinion on fasting? It can be very beneficial. Uh, it can also be harmful for some people. You know, some people overdo it. You see the guys who are like, look pretty malnourished or like skin and bone. And they're like, I feel so healthy. You know, it's like, you know, you can overdo it. But yeah, fasting can be a good way to kind of reset your system. Uh, and uh, so do your research, you know, just don't get too obsessed with these things. Can I differentiate between Qigong cleansing, detox, and Qigong deviation? So, okay, Qigong, when you, when you start practicing Qigong, you will often start changes happening in your body, your mind. <clears throat> and sometimes you go through a bit of a detox process because as you start to get your qi moving, you start to clear blockages, then some of that toxic energy, you know, the pathogenic qi, they call it, as it leaves your body, <clears throat> it can cause certain discomforts. Maybe you feel nauseous, you feel, you know, tired, fatigued, headaches, you know, kind of detox symptoms. So this is a normal thing when you're beginning your qigong practice um, in, the, in the early stages, right? And maybe through various stages of development. Qigong deviation is something different. Um, it's extremely rare. I will say that Qigong deviation is extremely rare. Um, basically, it's an imbalance in your energetic system. It often arises when people are doing practices that are overly forceful. Like it happened to me when I was, you know, uh, doing Kundalini yoga. All this purely ascending current of energy was burning me out. It was taxing my adrenals. I was spaced out. I was not grounded. Um, <clears throat> you know, kind of the, the kundalini psychosis type of type of thing, right? Which isn't really kundalini, just excess yang. Um, and if this develops into like really, really chronic condition, like your energetic system seriously messed up, seriously out of balance, you're like hallucinating, you've lost touch with the reality, certain health issues that arises from like a intense energetic practice, then yeah, that's what they call qigong devi deviation. Uh, again, it's extremely rare. It shouldn't keep you from practicing qigong. You have to like have some serious chi power to be able to get yourself into the state. So um, yeah, that's qi, qigong deviation, also known as dragon sickness. Does semen retention help raise your aura and energetic field? Yes, you're building your, your energy. You're building your gene, this primary base energy, and it's amplifying your overall body's energy. So it causes this expansiveness in your aura. This It magnetizes you. Why do I keep pre-coming around girl? Am I losing, am I losing nutrients? Uh, premature ejaculation, that, that's what you're experiencing. There's many causes for this. I have a whole playlist on premature ejaculation on YouTube, so check that out. And as far as losing nutrients, yes, an ejaculation is, you know, you're releasing nutrients, energy, minerals, things like that. And if you're doing this too much, it can, you know, cause depletion. So, but take my free ejaculation control course through my Instagram bio and uh, check out my premature ejaculation playlist on YouTube to get to know more about this and how you can overcome it. Sometimes when I'm in the deep meditation for a few seconds, I get a head rush kind of thing that feels amazing. Do you know what's going on? Uh, it's, you know, probably just 
energy rushing into your head, a little activation. You know, you'll have all kinds of experiences that arise during meditation. So, you know, it's it's pretty normal to have these like kind of little energetic experiences when you when you get into meditation. It, it doesn't necessarily have any profound meaning, it just means that yeah, energy is flowing in your body. Do you also have a daily yoga practice? Yes, I do about uh, 20 to 30 minutes of yoga in the evening. I like to do it like an hour before going to bed. It helps me kind of wind down, stretch out, and open up my body. I also do a little bit in the morning before my Qigong practice to loosen up and uh, open things up. <clears throat> Besides meditation and Qigong energy practices, what other habits or routines do you do on a daily basis? Uh, I like to exercise. You know, I go to the gym. I go to the gym three or four times a week, work out. I do strength training. Uh, I like to do cardio exercise. I, I love to get outside, you know, do hiking, spending time in nature, super important. You know, get your body moving, get your blood flowing. Uh, I also play music. I, I, uh, I'm a musician. I like to play guitar, you know, make music. I do that most days. To help with semen retention, would you recommend any treatments to go spiritual or physical, like, for example, a colonic treatment? Um, yeah, I mean, in general, colonics are great. You know, most a lot of people have, like, many, many pounds of toxic, you know, crap sitting in their intestines, basically, right? So, yeah, colonics are great to clear that out. I actually have a home colonic system that I use every now and then. Uh, it's, it's Again, it's important. You're only as healthy as your body's. Uh, plumbing system, right? So if you're blocked up in your intestines, you're not able to absorb nutrients and it can cause, you know, all kinds of things. Uh, other treatments to go with semen retention, I really recommend having like a daily meditation practice, you know, Qigong, yoga, something that's moving your energy, right? Uh, these will help to keep you balanced, to keep the energy flowing. <clears throat> What's the longest you've gone for while having sex? The longest sex session I had was, uh, it was about six hours. And it was, yeah, <clears throat> I was dating this girl who was, uh, I'll just say she was, she had a high sex drive and uh, it was one of our first, you know, connection, first intimate nights together. And yeah, it was like six hours, it was a long time. And uh, it was good. <laughs> we, you know, we took some little breathers here and there. But yeah, that's what happens when you develop your skill working through sexual energy. Uh, you're able to resolve that arousal that builds up so you can keep going for as long as you want. All right, I'm going to lose my Instagram feed in a couple minutes. I can pull it back up, though, when uh, if I'm still going. Do you ever reach a point of satisfaction because I tried the relaxing method that you suggest, but at the end I still wanted to have sex like I wasn't content even after the act with that method. So this is, again, this is kind of the part of rewiring yourself. Um, you, you have to be okay with having sexual desire in your body. You know, it's like, it's almost a good thing. It's like at the end, you still have some sexual desire. It's kind of like uh, when, you, when you're eating, you know, you don't want to eat till you're like so stuffed, you feel like nauseated and bloated and stuff like that. You want to still have like, you know, feel good after eating a meal. Same thing with sex. You don't want to feel like, oh, I, I'm, have no arousal, no sexual interest, you know, that's kind of a sign of depletion, right? So you have to be okay with holding arousal in your body. That's why working with the Dantian, the microcosmic orbit is extremely important because you need to change the form of that energy. Check out my video called the power lock. You do that at the end of your session. It pulls the sexual energy out of your genitals and it helps you bring things to a completion. 
but yeah, there's a bit of an adjustment to having non-ejaculatory uh, sexual experiences and you have to be okay. You have to be able to ground this high charge of uh, aroused sexual energy. <clears throat> After doing semen retention for a few weeks, sometimes I feel clogged when I go pee. What does this mean if there's any fix for it? I mean, it could be a lot of things, could be, you know, tension in your pelvic floor, could be prostate stuff, you know. Uh, that's why I recommend doing pelvic floor exercises, Kegels, but more importantly, reverse Kegels to keep things relaxed and 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 stretch stretched down there. Uh, take care of your prostate. I recommend sitting on a tennis ball under the soft area of the perineum, the the root of the body, and that helps to acupress the prostate to avoid any stagnancy. Oh, you're gonna lose the Instagram feed. I'll pull it right back up here. All right. I've had hip and lower back pain for almost half my life since a knee injury. Any tips to heal this using Qigong? Um, for hip and knee stuff, um, it, you know, Qigong might be helpful, you know, getting some Qi moving through that. Um, <clears throat> There's a practice called Jan Juan, which is a standing meditation that helps kind of like realign the body and establish a powerful chi flow. I'll actually be releasing a video on this in the next week, so this, this can be helpful. But other than that, you know, uh, maybe seeing a physical therapist, someone who specializes in like, you know, fascia mobilization and things like that, acupuncturist to kind of take care of this. Okay, where the where is the tennis ball goes? So the tennis ball, the the prostate acupressure tennis ball massage. So you have a tennis ball. I think I have one around here somewhere. Actually, I'm not sure where it is, but uh, between the genitals and the anus, closer to the anus, where there's more of a soft area in the pelvic floor, you sit with the tennis ball under that, so that you get this kind of nice acupressure massage. So you kind of move around a little bit, kind of do like trigger point release type work. Uh, just sit on it for a few minutes. Don't I don't recommend doing more than like you know four or five minutes. Can you see the light when you transform your gene energy? Um, I'm not, you know, I'm not really focusing on visual things in my meditations. Um, I feel more just like uh, body awareness, ting jin, listening energy, feeling the transformation, the dantian of that that gene cooking. <clears throat> do you incorporate dairy products in your diet, and what are the healthiest? The only dairy I have is butter, like grass-fed butter, butter, or mostly ghee because it kind of changes the form of it, and you get you get more of those like healthy fats. I don't really do cheese. I don't do milk, so that's you know that's what I do. But yeah, grass-fed is very important. Doing a five-week semen retention cycle once advisable. Um, yeah, so I'm not sure if that's a question, but five weeks is a solid cycle. All right, guys, I think we hit all the questions. This usually doesn't happen. Any last questions before, before I jump off here? Uh, thanks, everyone, for joining. It's always good to hang out with you guys. And uh, uh, yeah, sure, <laughs> hang out, answer questions. Um, so I'm not going to be on here next week. I'm going to be in Florida. And again, I'm, gonna, I'm going on a little vacation with my partner. Uh, I'm going to go hang out in the tropics. 
in Florida, and uh, I'll be back probably the week after that. I'll let you guys know. All right, guys, take care. Thanks for joining. I will uh, see you next time. Thank you for joining me on this episode of the Sexual Kung Fu Podcast. Make sure you grab my free ejaculation control guide in the description and follow Sexual Kung Fu on Instagram and YouTube.